producers behind the scenes at Score North and 1500 ESPN have sports opinions. So they want you to hear them. It's the perfect digital sports soapbox to scratch that Minnesota sports itch. This is the Score North Taxi Squad. What's up? Hi, Manny. How are you? <laughs> I'm good, Jason. How are you? I'm doing well. Thank you so much for asking. Artist, what's going on? Nothing much, man. Feeling good. How you guys doing? Good, good. Welcome. This is the Score North Tacky. Uh, tacky. The Score North. <laughs> off to a great start already, right? Oh, uh, no. Uh, Score North Taxi Squad here on Score North at scorenorth.com. I'm Manny Hill. Uh, you've heard the voice of Jason Stormer. Hello. And uh, Artist Woods as well. And uh, we are sort of christening the debut. Uh, I didn't bring champagne. North, uh, well, uh, probably probably don't want to drink pop any, champagne uh, right before the podcast. Well, yeah, I mean, we know. don't necessarily have to you drink the drink champagne. Any, you don't want to bring any alcohol in here. Well, uh, well, at least not yet. You know, it's like seven forty-five at night, and nobody's really around. So, you know, I'm just saying, if we <laughs> if we wanted to pop bottles, it could be possible. But. Uh, you're right. Probably for the best. Let's stay sober for our first episode, shall we? Yeah. We just, we just want to get off to a great start. <laughs> Agreed. Um, <laughs> Agreed. And considering that I butchered the name of the podcast right out of the gate, I probably don't want to consume any alcohol. At least not yet. Um, not yet. <laughs> no, but this is this is, this is is really cool. Uh, this is an opportunity for a lot of um, behind-the-scenes producers here at Score North uh, to kind of voice our sports opinions a little bit and uh, spread our wings and uh, allow the listeners and followers of Score North to get to know us a little bit too. Um, if you've been listening to Score North 1500 ESPN for the last, I don't know, seven or eight years, you'd probably recognize my voice. Oh, I sure do. Um, How couldn't you? That's Manny Hill, baby. How could you recognize? It's good to hear those. Oh, it's good to hear that voice again. Uh, So you know, my voice has been kind of in in the world of the Twin Cities radio scene for for almost a decade now. So um, I'm kind of the OG around here. (laughs) Yes, sir. Yes, sir. (laughs) Um, But you know, Jason's Jason. uh, When did you start working? Here at Score North. I got hired in November of 2020. I was working previously at two part-time stations, and I consolidated that into a nice, cushy overnight gig here at Hubbard. I also do a little bit of work for my talk in KS95, but like 99.9% repeating of my work is for Score North. I help with social media posts. I help gather clips for Mackie and Judd, Purple Daily. Basically, if you ever see a Rocco Baldelli press conference clipping, talking about, oh, how the standings in June don't matter, and we're just trying to do well and play our way through another tough team. Uh, Yeah, that's basically my job. And, you know, try not to fall asleep as well, because these overnight shifts get a little bit... uh, Lonely and tiresome, but I, I'm fully awake today. I got a really good nap today, and I'm just ready to spew hashtag takes, baby. Rock, the Rocco Baldelli press conferences are just—they're a delight. Yeah, they—they they, they are. They are. I, the, the one that always stands out to me was, uh, was three years ago. It was his first year as manager, um, and it, they got blown out in Tampa. And Zach Littell, do you remember Zach Littell? Yes, yes. He, so he he makes, I, th- I think it was his Major League debut. I think it was. But he comes in and he just gets absolutely shelled. I mean. Cody Stachak style. I, I don't even think yeah. I would worse. I mean, I, I don't even think he got through a full inning if I remember. Ouch. Comes in, he gives up like seven or eight runs. Well, no, I take that back. He did make it a full inning because I think Rocco left him out there. And that was kind of the big story that he just got absolutely shelled. Came in in relief, did like three or four innings of, of mop-up duty. And they were asking Rocco about it after the game, and he's just like, yeah, 
he did a great job giving uh, <laughs> get, giving us some innings and tonight, and I'm just like, Rocco, he got absolutely shelled. Like, no, to no fault of the right. kid. I mean, right. he's just his major league debut against a good Tampa Bay team. Like, he, you know, man, but. okay, and we won't dwell too much on baseball today because we want to talk a ton of basketball because we got the NBA draft coming up tomorrow. A lot yep. of Timberwolves news circulating right now. The last thing on Rocco, literally yesterday, and we're recording this on June twenty second, twenty twenty. Literally yesterday, after losing an extra innings to the Cleveland Guardians, mm-hmm. he wow. said when a reporter asked him about uh, if standings matter in June. He literally said, no, it doesn't matter in June. We're just focusing day-to-day tasks and just trying to win every ball game that's presented to us. And uh, Rocco, the standings matter in June. The bigger uh, leads you can have on teams no matter at what point in the season. Yeah, yes. the Cleveland Matters. are tied for first place with you right exactly. now. Exactly. Right? This ain't Kansas City or Detroit. Cleveland's <laughs> always very sneaky good no matter how much you strip that team down. It doesn't matter who they trade, who they get rid of. They're just a factory of pitching, and Cleveland's always very, mm-hmm. very good. But Rocco, my man, it's a dime a dozen with these clips. It really is. It's every <laughs> night. There's always just something. You can find one from right. two months ago. And, and I'm not even relevant today. And I know that Phil and Judd get way more upset about the, the Rocco stuff than I can ever get to. So, yeah. like, I can imagine today they had a field day with that clip. Well, sure. if, you, yeah. if you guys are wondering why Artist Woods is so quiet, it's because yeah. he has no idea what these guys are talking about. Time to learn. Um, Time to learn. Yeah, I am not. Uh, let's, well, listen. Let's let's take yeah, this yes. minute and get to know. Yeah, Artis I'm a sorry. Okay, we're talking too much about ourselves. Yeah. Okay, yeah, because I'm I'm far from baseball hockey. That is not my background. Oh, you're gonna learn. About yeah. baseball. Yeah. I, learned, time, let me tell you. I am going to learn. That I got is, a baseball that is team in Milwaukee. Come on, that is, yeah, the Shout out to the Brewers. You know, I don't watch much of them either, but I hear they're pretty good. I'm more basketball, football. I'm from. Milwaukee, Wisconsin, guys. Um, don't you worry. Started I'm in not. I started October in August. No, August, I started yeah. August of last year. So I'm inching up year. on. Yep, I'm yeah. inching up my inching up on my one year anniversary. Um, my background is in sports writing, sports podcasting, social media content creating. Um, all so, uh, centered around sports, mainly basketball, football. Um, been doing it for upwards of seven to eight years now. Actually, close to nine, I would say. Um, so, yeah, that's just a bit about me mm-hmm. and who I am and what I do. If you guys have been watching um, or looking at social media, um, the Score North page, Instagram, TikTok, I would be the black kid with the wild <laughs> hair. <laughs> the black kid with the wild hair um, that a lot of you disagree with, but some of you love. So that uh, is me. That is Artist Woods. This is my voice. This is who I am. Fantastic. And he loves Jalen Hurts. Love him. He I lo- do. Huge Eagles I fan, do. and he loves Jalen Hurts. You know what? You know, while, while we have this quick moment, I am going to put this out here for the people <laughs> who are going to be like, you're not a real fan of Minnesota. Listen, listen. <laughs> I grew up in Milwaukee, Wisconsin. I'm a fan of the Los Angeles Lakers what? and the Philadelphia Eagles. But I recently moved to Minnesota, and since I've moved to Minnesota, I've become much more of a Minnesota sports fan. So I'm a fan now of also the Wolves, and the Minnesota Vikings. And so. if any Vikings fans talk crap to you, you can just literally just say 38-7, to 7, and that will put them Pretty in place much. at this point. Yeah. Pretty much. As an but Eagles the, fan, you can do that. But yeah. to save myself that kind of hostile <laughs> um, interaction, we're just going to, hey, well, I am also a fan of Minnesota sports. Well, <laughs> as long as you weren't one of the fans that was throwing, like, full beer bottles at four-year-olds no. at the Eagles Stadium that no. night, I think you're going to be just fine. Very passionate about my team, but it'll never get hostile. And some of you guys are way more passionate about your team. Fly, Eagles, fly. <laughs> yes, <sir>. My goodness. <laughs> uh, anyway, gentlemen, should we dive into some hardcore NBA Let's do coverage? it. Let's do it. So 
I, I just want to say this about Andrew Wiggins. Mm-hmm. Um, first of all, congratulations to him. Yes, yes. And the and Golden the Warriors. State Warriors. Yes, yes, yes. yes, yes. Um, Four championships. I, yeah, I mean, it's it's been a hell of a run for that franchise. And for them to kind of come back after, you know, certainly two years ago having the worst record in the league and then last year coming, you know, a, a basically a game short of making the playoffs. They got bounced in the, in the playing tournament by the Lakers and then the Grizzlies knocked them out. Um the bouncing back from that, and you know, and I and I get it. All oh, the Warriors, uh, you know, went to the finals five years in a row. Boo hoo! Who feel who feel sorry for them? Mm-hmm. I do think it, it's a pretty impressive turnaround. Clay Thompson coming back after basically not playing for two years. Um, it's pretty impressive. And and listen, I, I think you got to give it to Andrew Wiggins. I think you you just you just have to. And I know a lot of Wolves fans here don't want to. You know they're 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 still a little salty about mm. how everything went with Andrew Wiggins here for five and a half years, um, but he he really found his niche, I think, with Golden State. And I kind of when they traded when the Wolves traded him for D'Angelo Russell two and a half years ago, I kind of figured that's probably going to be a better spot for him because there's not going to be a lot of pressure on him to go out and score thirty points a night. He doesn't have to be the face of a franchise or one of the cornerstone pieces of a franchise. He can just go and just play basketball. And Steph will take all the limelight. Draymond will take all the limelight. Clay, when he gets back, he will take all the limelight. And that's exactly what happened. And he played outstanding in the NBA Finals. Yeah, he unbelievable. Was, he was second. brilliant in the finals, especially especially in Game Five. I think it's yeah. the best you'll ever see Andrew Wiggins play in his entire career. Yeah. I, I really believe we reached the peak of Andrew Wiggins in these NBA finals. And like you said, it took Golden State to unlock that. Um, from my perspective, I'm a little bitter as the Timberwolves fan. Like, of course, Andrew Wiggins was a number one overall pick. And yep. there's a ton of expectations there to be a franchise pillar, not just, you know, somebody who can come in as the third or fourth or excuse me, the fourth or fifth guy. But I'm not mad at Andrew. I was at first when I was watching these performances, I was just like, are you kidding me, man? Why couldn't that happen here? Why couldn't yeah. that happen here? It's like, where was that for five same. and a half years? But, yeah, totally get that. The, the but, culture for Golden State is so much different right. out there. You know, right. like like Manny was saying, the limelight is not on him. He's not expected to do much, even though he was an all-star starter this year. You know, I think By I only votes. heard one person, oddly enough, Pat Bev, come out, you know, during this finals when the Warriors were down 2-1 and say, where is Andrew Wiggins? You know, we're looking for more from Dre, more from Clay. Um, but, you know, where is Wiggins? He was an all-star starter. And mm-hmm. the back three of those games, games five, six, and seven, or I'm sorry, four, five, and six, he was sensational. Yep. He he was honestly sensational. So he gave them everything. He gave mm-hmm. them everything. It's funny. He gave them everything they needed. Yeah. And then some. And he also gave them everything that the Timberwolves didn't really get a lot of when he was here. It's a paradox. He played, he played outstanding defense. And he rebounded the hell out of the I basketball. I was just, I was just gonna say that two him things that he the, never really did a lot of consistently here for five. And at a least half from years. an effort level. I right. was, I was gonna yep. say that him on the defensive side of the basketball. I mean, he averaged. Forgive me, I'm rounding up here because it was 1.5 on both, but I'm rounding up to two, two steals, two steals a game, two, two blocks a game. I mean, it was incredible. And then obviously, 18 points a game, close to nine rebounds a game. Yeah. What was it? 16 rebounds in game. Four, I believe it was. I think it went 17 um, and 16. 13, yep, yep. yep. Like 13 in game, game five. Game five, we had 26 and 13. And then in game six, four steals, three blocks, six rebounds, five assists. Are you kidding me? And defending <laughs> defending a guy, defending Jason Tatum, a first-team All-NBA player this year. 
And people are getting on Jason Tatum. I know after the finals, he did not play well, but part of that was because of the defense that Andrew Wiggins was playing on. Him. And he probably so. had to switch on Jalen Brown a few times too. Yes. And that's another problem. His, and he locked him down. His length and athleticism really showed the the last couple of games. Because I did feel like the first couple of games of the series, he was kind of a no-show. But those last three, when they rattled yeah. off those three straight, I mean, he honestly, I feel like now, I know Steph had a dominant series, and I don't want to take anything away from Steph, but Andrew Wiggins was the X factor because we knew mm-hmm. what we were going to get from Steph from, for the most part. You know, we knew Steph was going to do his thing, but Wiggins was the guy where it was like this, I mean, where did this come from? Yeah. Where is this coming from? He was Especially the, yeah. rebounding the ball. I mean, Steph was the MVP and Wiggs was the X factor. I love course. that. It was like Andrea yeah. Guadalla over again in 2015. Yes. That's what this reminded me of. But the yeah. MVP went to the right person this time. Yes, yeah. it did. Yes, yes, it did. Finally. Yes. Finally. Yeah. Long overdue probably in that regard, too. Congrats yeah. to Steph. Um, but, guys, I'm not really mad as, as like, obviously, like, the days have gone on and I've gotten less fired up about this and stuff. I'm not mad at Wiggins for not maximizing his potential You're here. Mad the wolves, I'm mad you? at the Wolves yeah. mm-hmm. for not being able to maximize his potential. And like we're still even wondering if the Wolves can even maximize like Cat's potential and Ant's potential and all this stuff. So like we still have question marks with the future of the organization if they can actually like still, you know, create superstars in the or at least be able to bring things out of players that create championship level performances. And so I I'm worried about that in that regard, but then I also think about this. Mark Laurie and Alex Rodriguez That's, own the team now. Yes, yeah. sir. And well, so not, not not full, not, not no, significant, but the influence yet, but is felt. Getting there. Yeah, the influence yeah. is very felt. You can uh, see it trending in the right direction. I think yeah. that um, manifests itself in the hiring of Tim Connolly, which we can talk about him too. Like so far, I've been really impressed with our new Pobo. He seems just like a genuine, nice, cool guy. He was on with Mackie and Judd. He did an interview with them. Um, mm-hmm. They kind of shoot the s a little bit about non basketball stuff, and he seems like. Yeah, he seems like a really cool guy, and just in terms of a competence level, I think we can look at his track record in Denver. I'm yeah. really excited to bring yeah. Tim Connolly in this organization, and so even though, like, yes, I'm bummed that the Timberwolves couldn't ultimately maximize Andrew Wiggins' talents, I'm confident they will be able to do that with their star players moving forward because of the leadership in the organization now. And to the credit of, you know, more so Anthony Edwards than anybody, I think Anthony Edwards is going to do one heck of a job of maximizing his own potential. Yeah. Yes. Um, I think he's yeah. just made of that stuff. And I'm sure we'll get to that at a later date or late, maybe later today. But he's just made of the stuff that's like he's going to be that guy here. So I'm not really worried about him from that perspective. Cat is a little different. I don't really know what to expect from Cat besides what we've seen so far. But I'm expecting Ant to continue to ascend yes. as a superstar in this league. Well, and I think, you know, and, and, and Tim Connolly knows this. If, if this team is going to get to a level, if, if they're going to get to Denver's level, I mean, Denver's at – which is the, a fair the, benchmark, right? Yeah, the, the Nuggets, fair, are, the Nuggets are a very good example of where the Wolves should want to be. And obviously, the Nuggets the last couple of years have been dealing with injuries, and you know, but they were in the Western Conference Finals two years ago in the bubble, um, and that was before Jokic had even reached the level that he's at now as a two-time MVP. Mm-hmm. You know, the Wolves—that's that's what the Wolves should be aiming for right now, and. You know, Connolly is a guy that's over that oversaw what happened in Denver, and you got to think that he's going to be able to do a lot of those same things here. And I'm I'm interested to see though how he handles this first draft. It's always you know when you get a new front office person in, especially you know in the case of the Wolves, you know you kind of go back 
and you look at the first drafts of the last, <laughs> I mean, each of the last, whatever, four or five quote-unquote pobos that they've had. Mm-hmm. Don't make me cry now. The first drafts have always not gone particularly well, Manny, even, even in even in Flip's case. like it. I already cried enough great. to the Obi-Wan <laughs> Kenobi finale today. I don't need to cry anymore thinking about this stuff, Manny. I mean, <laughs> and yes, I did cry to the Obi-Wan Kenobi finale. You know, it was Ger- amazing. Gerson Rosas drafted Jared Culver, and he, I mean, he traded up to six, drafted Jared Culver. Oh. We know how that turned out. Now, granted, he, to his credit, he was able to sort of flip him and Wancho the movie star I know right for Patrick Beverly and that worked that worked out pretty good worked very well nice yeah it was a nice little sort of a makeup for completely whiffing on that draft pick but again it was a miss I mean that's in a perfect world you turn that sixth overall pick into something that's a significant contributor you know more Mm -hmm. than just more than Patrick Beverly right but Patrick Beverly was a nice consolation okay before that it was Tibbs Tibbs first draft he takes Chris Dunn one pick ahead of Jamal Murray. Yeah. yeah. Like, you know, and but again, it's it's like we always hear, well, that was his first, it was his first draft in charge. Okay. okay. Well, before that, Flip Flip's first draft was 2013. He oh. traded uh he traded Trey Burke and took Shabazz Muhammad 13 over, or no, 14th overall. Mm-hmm. Some guy named Giannis went a pick after that. Yeah. <laughs> Nobody could have predicted Giannis right. being this, otherwise he would have been the first pick in that draft. And that's just a long yeah. absolutely the first pick in that draft. And that happens to every team, though. You yeah. know what I mean? But it just seems like with the Timberwolves, it's a little bit more amplified. And we're feeling it extra right now, too, because yeah. the Warriors just won another finals. And, you know, yeah. we could add stuff, well, could add Clay, well, could add Wiggins. And then you go back, and David Kahn's first draft was passing on some guy named Wardell Curry. Who? <laughs> yeah. So, who? Right, who? Yeah. Um, so. I mean, well, this this year is pretty interesting, though, because I've been doing a lot of thinking about this year's draft. I don't know what talent you'll get at 19. Um, I know it's been some names thrown around. I know Ty Ty Washington is a name mm-hmm. that's been thrown around. Um, I really like Judd brought up uh, Jalen uh, Duran. From Memphis, the from big Memphis. guy from Memphis. Yes. I, like um, yep. I like him a lot as well. Yep, yep. Um, I think he'd be a great um, fit alongside Cassius. You know how long I got. Long, no, wingspan, yes, yes. Oh, yes. athleticism. You guys know how I feel about oh, yeah. getting a big to pair with Carl Anthony Towns mm-hmm. that will do yep. all the dirty work and be physical in the paint. Um, but I'm almost of the mindset right now, looking at the rest of the Western Conference, um, because it's obviously who the Wolves will be competing against. You got Denver that will be healthy this year. I think the Lakers will make moves in the offseason and they'll get better. The Clippers will be healthy again. The Warriors will be back, obviously, the defending champions. Um, Utah will be there. Phoenix will be there. I'm looking right now, do we stay at 19 or do we trade out of that pick to try to make some type of splash? um, Didn't I see today there was a hot rumor that the Timberwolves are trying to get to 14? Did I see that today? You did yes. see that. I, today. I think Score North tweeted that. Yeah. I also saw something about them trading a couple picks. Um and What's moving that? D'Lo for who was the name? Who oh, we haven't name? even talked about D'Lo yet. Um DeJounte Murray. <laughs> yes, yes, Sign yes. Up so, for that. Uh, yeah. Even with I, the, I have yeah. no yeah. idea why the Spurs would do that yeah. unless they are really just trying to blow, they, blow that whole thing up. Why is Pop but, still there? Under I, this rebuild? Why didn't he just like hang it up I, after I, see, I thought he Parker was gonna, retired? Well, see, I thought I wasn't surprised that he that that Pop came back this year because I knew how close he was to breaking the all time oh, coaching wins record. Okay, but I thought after he got that, then he would probably hang it up. Like, but he's he's gonna keep. He going. wants to go through a rebuild. I mean, that's fine. I mean, that dude, the, the Spurs will never let him go. Like it'll be up to Pop. Mm-hmm. It's to gonna leave. be on they his should, terms. Yes, yeah, absolutely. No, but I, I just you know the the Dejounte Murray rumors. I think it was Zach Lowe that that brought that up on his podcast. Yes, um, I think he said 
D'Angelo Russell and two future top th- first round top, top three, three protected, protected yep. first yep. round picks yep. for DeJounte Murray. First of all, DeJounte Murray is fantastic. He's a yes, he is. He is a beast. And if you are a Wolves fan and you're listening to this and you don't know a lot about DeJounte Murray, <laughs> do some research. Yeah. Look him up. He's fantastic. Yeah, he's been on some bad teams lately, but he's yeah. a stud. He's he been is, a star in his role, that's for sure. He's a 22 point, like this year it was 22 points, 8, 9 rebounds, 8, 9 assists a game. And night. defensively, and he's, he's an solid excellent too. defender. Mm-hmm. He's yep. an excellent defender. He's big. He's six four. He's got a, he's got a great wingspan. He's a great defender. Um, he was a all defensive player just a couple of years ago. Then he then he missed a whole season because he I think he tore his ACL yep. in the preseason yep. and missed missed an entire season. But when he's been out there and he's gotten better and better and better every single year. And this year he really really blossomed. Was an all star. I mean, Wolves fans are wondering why Anthony Edwards didn't make the All-Star team. Yeah. Because DeJounte Murray yeah. was a was a big reason for that. And he absolutely deserved that All-Star spot. So he's 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 fantastic and he would be absolutely an upgrade at point guard over D'Angelo. His, Russell, for sure. wow. With all due respect to D'Lo. His assist numbers on average went up by four this season. It yeah. went up by five point four to nine point two. He's legit. Holy man. crap. He's, he's, the, he's, the only the only knock you ha- might have on him is that he's not a great three point shooter, but yeah. he's capable. No. He's yeah. a capable three point shooter. He can knock that shot down thirty two on occasion. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And let's not sit here and act like D'Angelo Russell was just lighting it up from three. Right. Especially he, he's in the capable, postseason. But right, exactly. Especially in the postseason. So I'm looking so, at this this offseason and I've said this before, I'll say it again. I think the two biggest holes they have right now is at that point guard position, finding somebody that can be a floor general and playmake in the postseason. Because I think D'Lo was decent during the regular season and froze up in the postseason, which really stunned me because I was a big fan of D'Lo. Yes, you were. Um, I thought he'd really be the guy that kind of led the charge a bit, at least from a playmaking standpoint. And, he and, and Dilo did a lot of good this year. Yeah, he, he did. did a lot of really good. That's yeah. why I was right. so stunned when we got to the playoffs and we had to bench him because he wasn't playing. I mean, come yeah. on. So I think you have to get a, a floor general. You have to get a playmaker, preferably one with some experience in the postseason, preferably. Um, mm-hmm. And then um, I think you got to, again, I think you got to get big. I think you got to get a big. Um, I think you need to move Vando to the bench. And get a big that can come in and allow Cat to play on the outside, maybe around the elbow, three-point line. Kind of kind of like an Anthony Davis when he had Dwight Howard in the paint um, to help him out. Do the dirty work, get the offensive rebounds, defensive rebounds, because we all saw how we got pounded in the paint, mm-hmm. you know, with rebounds and, and just hustle, hustle points and efforts by uh, the Grizz in that series in the postseason, so... So I'd like to ask you guys this question now, because obviously, like the rumors have been swirling about D'Angelo Russell over the past week. It started with Kevin O'Connor talking about uh, through the ringer that he is being, quote unquote, shopped. shopped. And then D'Lo tweeted that, hey, I'm also shopping right now. (laughs) And um, Mark Stein even added this. This was all the way back on May 2nd. Numerous rival teams expect the Wolves to try to trade Russell this offseason, introspective of Russell's close relationship with Minnesota star Kat. Um, Here's the thing. Even though I and actually, by the way, we never even like mentioned that the three of us were doing a low key Timberwolves podcast before the start of Taxi Squad is a little bit of practice. We called it kind a Timberwolves of a, kind of a trial run, right? Yeah. It, it was yeah. a podcast Timberwolves podcast that didn't have a name. We did like what seven or eight episodes, yeah. Um, but we talked extensively um, in our last one about uh, whether or not we'd be fine with D'Lo moving on from the Timberwolves. I'm still in that camp. Uh, if they trade him this offseason. But I wouldn't be surprised, just because this is Tim Connolly's very first year. He mm-hmm. might be in an observation role this year. I wouldn't be shocked if we did run it back with D'Lo. I wouldn't, Would you guys? I wouldn't, be, I wouldn't be shocked by that either. Mm-hmm. 
I wouldn't be shocked, but if you don't get a playmaking point guard um, that is going to play, because I mean, look, I'm still, I still like D'Lo. I'm hoping that if we run it back with him, he'll play, he'll play better in the postseason this upcoming year if we make the postseason. But you, you gotta get a big. If you, if you run it back with the exact same team that no we way. had this year, I, I'm not sure we make the postseason again. You probably don't win. I'm playing tournament. You probably don't win 46 exactly. games, and you're probably fighting for you know, a mm-hmm. eight or nine seed in the playing spot. And it'll most likely be a repeat of what we just saw. And obviously the goal is to improve and get better because the West is going to improve and get better. Yeah. One thing know? we didn't even talk about that could potentially be better. And they had an awful season because of injuries and, and they kind of are doing a little bit of a reset is Portland. Yes. If mm-hmm. Dame, if Dame comes back and he's healthy and it sounds like he wants to stay there and they want to keep him. Mm-hmm. If he comes back and he's healthy, they just traded for Jeremy Grant today. Yes. From the Pistons. Also, yes. So, don't sleep on the Pelicans. Yeah, absolutely. With CJ McCollum, not this I'm past season. Brandon Ingram, what they did to Phoenix. Um, I mean, they they are coming. Zion Williams, uh, Williamson is coming back this. Um, and I don't know what we're gonna get from him just yet because I'm not sure he wants to be there. He's just, but he needs to be in shape. Right. But if he comes back and he's Hire in shape chef, and like he told him. right, he comes back and he's in shape <laughs> and he plays similar to how we've seen him play before when he was actually on the court for the Pels. Yeah, they're also gonna be a problem for the Western Conference. You know, so David Griffin's done a really nice job. He's done a really low key nice job. I mean, they they got out to a really bad start because Zion was out, and then they started to kind of get their groove. Then they made the trade for CJ, and their their stock is going to be really high. I think there's it will be interesting to see how they kind of handle expectations because mm-hmm. they kind of caught a lot of people off guard by getting into the playoffs yeah. by you know winning um they beat who who they beat first before they knocked out the clippers uh the spurs who, yeah yeah they yeah. beat the spurs, they beat the spurs yeah. kicked the crap out of them yeah. in fact yeah. yep. and and then they they surprisingly took out the clippers as well and then gave the phoenix suns the 64 win best record in the nba phoenix suns all they could handle yes. in the first round so that team is you look at cj brandon ingram you get zion back you got valanchunas Herb Jones, I mean, that dude. Yeah. Like they got they got some dogs, they got man. Some pieces. Like they and and they're when Willie yeah. Green's a really good coach. Really, really strong general manager in, in the in the front office with David Griffin, who put that twenty sixteen Cavs championship team together. Yep. So the point is the West ain't getting weaker. It ain't getting weaker. Um the only honestly, the only team that I could see actually taking significant step backs step backs, and we can transition this into uh something that came up today in the news cycle, is the Utah Jazz. If they choose to blow it up with Donovan Mitchell, if they choose to blow it up with Rudy Gobert. Mm-hmm. And speaking of Rudy Gobert, his name was linked to the Timberwolves today on the Bill Simmons podcast. Uh, 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 Kevin O'Connor, again, back in the mix, noted that the T-Wolves like Rudy Gobert, and this was mentioned a couple days ago, Clint Capella. Clint Capella, his name was dropped by Shams, I believe, a couple days ago that the Timberwolves were interested in him. Yep. But uh, Rudy Gobert possibly being on the Timberwolves. Gentlemen, your thoughts. It would be, it would certainly help their defense. There's and, no doubt and about that. Absolutely. Um, and they're rebounding. What, what I would be interested to see, though, with whatever team trades for Rudy Gobert, if it's the Wolves, I tend to think it's going to be an Eastern Conference team. It's, oh, yeah, it Utah don't want to deal with that. Well, and yeah, well, there's not only that, but if you're in the Eastern Conference and you've got, you've got Giannis and you've got Joel Embiid, the runner-up for the MVP, over there and a guy and a two-time MVP and world champion and finals MVP in the Eastern Conference. 
If you're a team that's trying to get better and compete with those teams and you got Bam Adebayo down in Miami, Rudy Gobert makes a lot of sense mm -hmm, as a yeah. guy that can kind of defend against those guys. Um, but the other thing about Rudy Gobert, too, is if you trade for him and you're a Western Conference team, the thing about Utah and the thing that's, I think, given them trouble when they've gotten into the playoffs and why even when they've had good regular seasons, they've struggled in the playoffs to really do a whole lot is a lot of these teams are playing small against them. Yep. And mm -hmm. they're playing small, and then they're essentially, I mean, the Clippers totally <laughs> last year yeah. completely exposed that by just playing small and just shooting a bunch of threes, knowing that Rudy couldn't really come out on the perimeter and, and guard anybody. And they left him out there. And they left him they out left there. Him the Jet, out there. Quinn Snyder let him out there and just – it was it was a disaster, and that was a Utah team that won sixty some games and the best record yes. in the league last year. So that's the one thing I will say about if the Wolves were to try to make a move for Rudy Gobert is that okay regular season that might get you mm -hmm. just with this defense and whoever the point guard is getting lobs and and things like that him as sort of a rim runner that'll win you a lot of regular season games. But if you get to the postseason. That's and you why go up against a team that decides to play small and kind of neutralize Rudy, and now you're back to playing cat at the if five. If you got to play and, the Warriors, Jared Vanderbilt at the four. I was gonna again. say, yep. yeah, and I was gonna say that that's probably what would have to end up happening sometime in the postseason, and you would just kind of have him when a team is playing big or when you're getting dominated on the boards, and you need a guy to come in there and, like I said before, rebound and you know play some defense. Mm -hmm. I think he'd be a great fit, um, but. Um, I think you said this off air, Manny. It would just be interesting to see, you know, what we give up for him. You know, yeah. Yeah. I think it's important for us to keep our, um, keep the 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 smaller fours and the smaller threes that we have, um, so that we can play small, just in case the team is also playing small. Because that's, I mean, that's the way the league is going. That's the direction that the league is going in right now. Anyway, I would. Um, oh, sorry, go ahead. Oh no, go ahead. Go ahead. I, I would sorry. imagine a trade for Rudy Gobert would have to start with Vando, McDaniels, probably even more, right? Yeah, absolutely so, more. Pick. Draft picks. It would have Draft to be like three least, top three protected. I may say, yep. I may say um, something a bit controversial, but if it costs all podcast, that. It's a podcast. Go ahead. Yeah, if, 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 if I'm the Wolves and he costs all that, I wouldn't give it up just because you need that versatility. You, you need With him on your roster, you have to also have the ability – or you have to have the ability to play small. You have to. Because, again, like Manny said, if you don't have that ability, then you're going to get killed against a team that plays small. I mean, that's mm -hmm. ha that has been shown. So if you have to give up uh, Vanderbilt and give up all these pieces that are going to take away from us being able to play small when it matters most, we can't do it. Now, what I do think we should do if we can't do that, Dwight Howard is a free agent. Um, <laughs> Bismack Biombo, who, again, he's not the best household name, but he's a great rebounder. He's a great hustle guy. He's a great defender. You can That's get him somebody for cheap, you, too. you can get him for cheap. Yep. JaVale McGee, championship pedigree, multiple playoff runs. He knows what it feels like to win. He knows what it takes to win. I think he'd be another guy that you could reach out and get in case you can't get those other guys. Actually, JaVale might be my first option as a guy to come in and get rebounds and play some defense, hustle points. Mm -hmm. Well, let's talk mm -hmm. about Clint Capella for a second because his name got uh, thrown into the mix a couple days ago. Um, I think he was second in defensive rating behind for centers behind Rudy Gobert this mm -hmm. past season. And he's obviously, yeah, yeah, and he's going to take way less to get. And, like, Atlanta's kind of been in this, sh like, they've been floating names for, like, the last year with John Collins, now Clint Capella. Obviously, they're trying to find the perfect pieces to fit around Trey Young they and bailed, stuff like that. They bailed on Cam Reddish, you know. Oh, yeah, they that's right. Figured they, 
it, I shouldn't say they bailed on him. I think they they liked him, but they just kind of figured we got all these other guys. Where is he going to fit in? Mm-hmm. And we can't really pay him, right? You know, because right. it's going to be time for them to pay him pretty soon. Mm-hmm. Um, so, so I think with Capella, though, I think you could start a trade with him, starting with Vando, and maybe like a pick attached to that. What do you guys think about that? Because I don't think you have to give up anybody like like some of your big chips like Jaden McDaniels to get a guy like Clint Capella. I really well, don't think. Eh, maybe. You think so? I was gonna say, maybe. I, was, maybe. I wouldn't do that if I were the Timberwolves. I wouldn't though. do that either. Yeah, I think I think it's going to be tough because I think the Hawks are going to want. I think the Hawks are right now this offseason going to try to surround Trey, Trey Young with as many great pieces as they can. Mm-hmm. And with the pieces that we have to offer, even if we offered um, Jaden McDaniels, I don't think that would be the best package they'd be able to get to put pieces around Trey Young. I feel like they'll be able to find a better package out there um, to surround him with talent. That's just my – I could mm-hmm. be completely off by that, but I think they're going to be swinging for the fences this offseason in whatever trades they decide to make. I can see Clint being a part of a larger package to get another star in, in the ATL. What's, oh. what's Clint Capella making? I can look a great that question. Up. Really Is he like 20 mil, 20 mil a year? Rudy, Rudy's up Ooh. to like 30-plus, right? Uh, Rudy Gobert is, I think, 30, 30 He's a plus. max player, right? Yeah, because he For got sure. he got like a two hundred million dollar deal, so Rudy's um, at least making thirty. So, more than that. actually, Clint Capella's uh, next year going to be on an expiring contract at eighteen million. Hmm. He's a free agent after next season. Really, his uh-huh. year twenty eight, yeah, 2023 season eighteen mil, and then he's a free agent. So that's, I mean, that's probably why Atlanta would be willing to trade him. He's an expiring contract, and those are always mm-hmm. valuable. That's the same situation the Timberwolves are in with D'Angelo Russell. So, I would, yeah. I would, I would put an offer on the table. I wouldn't overextend myself because I still think the the free agent pool of bigs is decent enough. Mm-hmm. Um, I wouldn't overextend myself, but I would throw an offer out there. I'd put Capella an offer out there on the table. A lot of, Capella will bring you a lot of rim running and dunks and yes, lobs, lobs, and yep. he will rebound the hell out of the basketball. Mm-hmm. He's going to miss a lot of free throws. <laughs> yeah, but but all the other stuff and the defense and the the rim the rim protection, he's going to yeah. bring you all of that stuff. I'm still so, a Miles Turner stan. I don't know about oh you guys. Gosh. If yeah. you could get Miles Turner, I mean, oh my god, mostly or, or because Brogdon. he has. Oh my gosh, if you yeah. get Brogdon. Whoo, the only thing him. that worries Ooh. me, and, and I like Malcolm Brogdon a lot. The only thing that concerns me about him is that he has, ever since he came in the league, he's had injury problems. Yeah, that's and true. It's been mostly like back issues too, mm, yeah. and yeah. back issues always are like a red flag for me because those are like chronic and. It's like how do you how do you even like you can't treat get that? up when your back hurts really bad, right? Yes, but Malcolm Brogdon, the player, yes, sign me up. Yes, yeah. absolutely. If if that's an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell, sign that is me up an every upgrade time. over D'Angelo Russell. Yeah. That, <laughs> well, that, that's what I'm saying. Like if if you're talking about getting an upgrade over D'Angelo Russell, Malcolm Brogdon is mm-hmm. he's the guy. He's 100 that. He's gonna do all of the little things right at that position. He's gonna defend. He can knock down some outside shots. He's not a great three point shooter, but he's been a 38 to 40 percent in some seasons mm-hmm. three-point shooter at times so he's and he's just a really smart player that that gets it and has been on some winning teams in Milwaukee you know the Indiana thing just hasn't really worked out because they just I don't know what they're going Indiana on let's put it yeah. like this we I don't, don't know what's going on there we don't blow two 26 point leads with Malcolm Brogdon no we'll blow three we'll blow three right <laughs> you know with, with that with, a, with a floor a general that isn't going to you know settle for threes and kind of get everybody together get everybody to take smart shots put everybody in their respective spots on the floor I think we're 
in a better. I'm I'm still sour about that Memphis series because it was so within our. As grasp. you should be. As yeah. you it should be. It was so within our grasp, and it was just like if we had just a little bit of a better point guard that could just settle everything down, get players mm-hmm. to take smart shots, get to the line instead of settling for threes and rebound and the rebound ball. the basketball. Yeah, or at least That's, two players. Stop trying to grab the same rebounds because that happened yeah. a billion times in the Memphis series and it made me want to yeah. chuck a brick through my TV. Yeah. Um, by the way, even though we are recklessly speculating about D'Angelo Russell and other Timberwolves moves, uh, John Krasinski of The Athletic did say today that any reported deals involving D'Lo and other players on the roster have, quote, not come close as the uh, Thursday draft approaches, which I know, like, that, that can not, mean a million different, yeah. either. but it it's can also not. mean a million different things too. Yeah, like, I mean, listen, it's it's very possible. I mean, we kind of hinted at this earlier in the show, but it's very possible that Tim Connolly just kind of, I don't think he's not going to make any moves at all. He's going to do a few things here and there. They're going to sign a free agent or two, maybe three. They're going to do something. I, I think tomorrow night in the draft, it might be minor, but I feel like they're going to do something. At worst, they're going to take a player at 19. Mm. <laughs> oh, no, not that. You know, so, um, but I, I would not be surprised if they, if he does not make any huge significant moves because, listen, you're going into an expiring contract with D'Angelo Russell. Patrick Beverly is an expiring contract. Malik Beasley has a team option beyond 2023 that they could potentially decline, and then that frees up cap space for 2023. So you're talking about $60 million potentially in mm-hmm. in cap space that will be freed up for the summer of 2023. Now, the, the counter to that is always, oh, it's Minnesota, free agents never want to come here. But that gives you flexibility to make a trade and absorb a max contract without any, you know, without having to send any money out. Mm-hmm. So there, there's going to be some options. And, you know, it might just be a year where Tim Connolly wants to kind of observe things not do anything super drastic. He's got Cat. You know, they figure Cat's going to sign his Supermax extension. You've got Ant locked up. Now, next after next year, we're going to start talking about Ant extension. Yeah. After Fine 2023. By me. Fine you by know, me. You, right now, pay it's that like, man. Yeah, you just pay him. Max yep. him out. Um, yep. But I think Tim Connolly's going to take this time. I think it would not surprise me if he takes this time to sort of look at everything and say, okay, D'Angelo Russell, what type of player is he? Let me get a, a, a closer look at him. Okay, not in our future plans. All right, hey, we get to February, the trade deadline, might be able to still move him. You know what I mean? Get something yeah, for him. Maybe. It might be, you know, maybe somebody's point guard gets injured and they become desperate and they want to trade for D'Angelo Russell, that sort of thing. So there's a, there's, there's a lot I think that could happen. I wouldn't be surprised by – I would be more surprised if they make a huge – trade than yeah. I would be if they just kind of right. lay low, play it low, play it safe, and and sort of observe in 22-23 while still yeah. also being competitive for a playoff spot. And I don't think Tim is this kind of guy either. Like he, he probably is sitting observing and watching, doing his due diligence, and that's all fine. But I still think he's a savvy enough guy where if a good enough deal crosses his path, he will take it. Oh, yeah. And he yeah. won't be afraid to jump on that should. in an instant. Yeah. And he, he absolutely right. should. He mm-hmm. better. Yep. Especially in this conference. If Keep you can if you can make a deal for DeJounte Murray oh and gosh. not have to give up too much for it, mm, I'll faint. You have to then do you, it. Then you do it. You have, you to, have do to do it. You absolutely do it. He's 25 years old. He's one of the best two-way players in the league. And He's as, an excellent player. And as so, deep as we, I keep on lamenting the West is, as deep as it is, it's also kind of wide open. We just saw 
the Dallas Mavericks in the Western Conference Finals. I would have dreamt it in a million years. I wouldn't have thought that. But somehow, some way, they got to the Western Conference Finals this year. Mm-hmm. If they can do it, I believe we can too. If you I get just yourself, do. you get Preach. yourself to fifty wins. You get yourself a favorable matchup in the first round. Anthony Edwards injuries year. happen. Yep, injuries happen in this league all the time. That changes the course of team seasons yep. and legacies and championship runs and all of that. So I mean, we saw the Atlanta Hawks in the Eastern Conference Finals the year before. Who would have thought that? Yeah. So I mean, I mean yeah. Hey. If you want to talk about a team that got injury ravaged at the worst possible time this season, Artis, your Milwaukee Bucks. Oh, your Milwaukee Bucks. Yeah. Like, I remember, Manny, you picked them to win the championship. I thought they were, thought they were um, going to go back to the finals. And and, and, and then Middleton again. went down. They, yep. w- they, and this is, again, I'm not really a Bucks fan. I'm just from Milwaukee. But <laughs> the Bucks would have won the championship this year had Middleton been healthy. I oh, truly yeah. believe that. They absolutely would they have beaten would have Boston. Won, yes. And they I think they the would have beaten the Celtics, and I think they would have beaten Miami in the I conference mean, finals. And I think they beat the Warriors in the finals. I, j- I think they're a matchup problem for most teams in the league. I think they have so much size. I think they have amazing shooting, and we've seen Chris Middleton as a dog. We've seen him as a mm-hmm. dog in the finals and in the playoffs. Drew Holiday. And Drew Holiday as a defender on Steph Curry. But more importantly, Giannis being as dominant as he is in the paint, we know the Warriors already play small. Mm-hmm. There will be no answer for Giannis. I mean, no answer The Celtics really didn't even have an answer for him. The Celtics' answer for they Giannis survived. was was that Chris Middleton didn't play. Yes, they survived. That's, that's what <laughs> they so, survived. And that's not, you know, the the Celtics, that was a hell of a run to the finals. They played great. Tatum and Brown was were outstanding. Robert Williams is is awesome. Marcus Smart had some really, really strong moments. Even Derek White stepped up for them. Yeah. But, mm-hmm. like, a healthy Chris Middleton, and and I think the Bucks are right back in the finals yeah. and probably repeating as champions. I believe so, too. Last thing I'll say, and then we probably got to wrap things up about the Bucks. but uh, yep. could you imagine Rudy Gobert on the Bucks artist? <laughs> Could you imagine that? Uh, it's an upgrade Gobert. over Brooke Lopez. I yeah, think. it is. But 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 I could also see him clogging the paint, and that would be an issue for Giannis. Yeah, so I'm just Brooke thinking Lopez of the, as Lopez somebody that can stretch the floor. Shooter, yeah, I think that helps. For, you know, for that that yeah. helps because Giannis is best suited when you got shoot four shooters around him, and he could ISO and he could drive in the paint and. You got options. Either you could, you could collapse on him and form that wall that so many teams have tried to do over the years. Or you could just play him one on one and let him go crazy. I it'd mean, be, it'd be interesting to see if a team like Chicago makes a move for Rudy Gobert. I mean, mm-hmm. I know they've got Vucevic there, um, and Vucevic is pretty good, but he's got. I think he's had some injury problems. I, I did and, see and the whatnot. Bulls' name get dropped in regards to Rudy Gobert as a team that would be interested in uh, yeah. his services potentially. We know, we know Tom Thibodeau would love Rudy Gobert. Yeah, with the Knicks. So. Yeah, no kidding, uh, guys. I think that'll do it for episode one of Taxi Squad. I think it would. I think it went well. How do you guys think it went? I think it went I pretty well. It went pretty good. It was pretty it. fun. I think it went pretty good. Pretty fun. Um, we're in an opportunity now where we can like plug our social medias and stuff like that. I am Jason underscore Stormer guy, and I, I'm really only a Twitter guy. I'm on Instagram with the same handle, but I haven't posted my Instagram in like two years. So enjoy I am, that. <laughs> I am at AJ2K. That is A, the letter J, the letter A, the letter E, and then the number two and the letter K. And there you'll see all kind of sports stuff. Like I talk about not only Minnesota sports, but just about every other sports team you could think of when it comes to basketball and football. I'm just kind of well-versed in that aspect. So Yes. And I me. usually retweet Marvel and Star Wars trailers. That's kind of <laughs> what my social media is. Not a lot of hot sports takes on my Twitter, I'll admit, but it's still fun. So enjoyable. Check it out. Or don't. <laughs> Find me at Manny Hill 84 on Twitter. There's nothing behind that other than I was born in the year 1984, so that's the reason why it's in there. And the 
Twitter handle of just man at Manny Hill is taken by somebody that hasn't tweeted since like 2009. Wow. How rude. Very frustrating. How rude. (laughs) Very rude. Well, I had to do the underscore thing because Jason Stormer was taken for some reason on Twitter. And it, and it was the same situation where literally the guy tweeted one time like back in 2013 and then radio silence ever since. So the underscore, <laughs> it adds a little layer of professionalism to it. So I'm, it I'm, I'm cool with it. I'm cool transparency. With it. AJ2K is just really catchy. So that's what I'm rocking This with. is true. <laughs> I like it. I feel like that was your Xbox gamer tag before it was your Twitter it handle. Was, it was. It was. And I'm like, this is catchy. I'm going to use this. So that, there you have it. Beautiful. All right, Manny, send us home, please. All right. That is the first episode of the Score North Taxi Squad in the books for Artist Woods and Jason Stormer. I'm Manny Hill. Thanks for listening. And uh, we'll be back with another episode next week. It might not be exactly the combination of the three of us. It might be one of us or two of us and one other person. Uh, But uh, stay tuned. Listen in. Uh, Another episode coming up next week. Thanks for listening, folks. Whether it's Baker's Simple Truth Turkey or Mac and Cheese with Murray's English Cheddar or pie made with fresh Cosmic Crisp apples, there are many dishes we look forward to sharing during the holidays. And Baker's has all the fresh ingredients you need to turn today's holidays into tomorrow's memories. Baker's, fresh for everyone. Get more ways to save at the Buy 5 or More Save $1 each sale. Just buy five or more participating items and save a dollar each with card. Baker's, fresh for everyone.